With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. February 22nd, 2017, and welcome to episode 295 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WCBUS Radio Network right here on TalkShoot.com. It is the one and the only WCBUS Revolution. I am, of course, Mr. WCBUS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you. Of course, as always, bringing you everything in the world of pro wrestling, of course, as we always do uh, proudly each and every night here, right here on TalkShoe.com. Of course, here tonight we'll have our Wrestling News and Views segment, which will be brought to us here this evening by one half of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. It is the Iceman himself, J.D. Jared DiGirolamo. <clears throat> J.D., as I said, in addition to being a 2017 Hall of Famer, he's also a 2015 Hall of Famer, and, of course, also part of the team that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5, right here on TalkShoe.com. Also joining us here tonight on the chat box, bringing us our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, <clears throat> is the first, the first 2016 WWUS Hall of Famer and also part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. Before we go into detail about what our show will be here tonight, let's bring J.D. and John in. Gentlemen, welcome to number 295 of, of, of what will be a very explosive and dynamic revolution. Good to be here. Thank you very much, here, JD. <clears throat> and of course, here tonight, in addition to our rest of news and views and history and birthdays here tonight, we will also be bringing you, of course, our thoughts and opinions on uh, the results of last night's SmackDown Live broadcast. Uh, I have some twists and turns in here as well, of course, leading up towards 
now uh, with uh, their extra pay-per-views out of the way, they're probably now looking forward to WrestleMania now. So they're they're in they're in in, uh, <clears throat> in go mode as they always say. Of course, making sure that they don't get miss out on, on being on the grandest stage of them all, as they always say. Uh, and of course, uh, <clears throat> right after that, of course, a few little uh, wrestling extras that uh, we could have some more fancy matchups. We could have some trivia questions. You never know what we could have here, as we as we as we do unexpectedly each and every night. But of course, you, but of course, like I said, we always have something fun and entertaining for everyone here. And of course, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I will also let you know that the WWUS Radio Network Group Tour is still, of course, up and rolling. And right now, our stop here tonight is uh, Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News. Uh, this group, I will give a little bit of a background on. Uh, of course, was started by a a, a longtime. Uh, member and a long-time uh, associate of WWUS. Um, of course, I refer to her as a veteran. Of course, if you read the pinned post in the page, you know you will see uh, Miss Sarah Elizabeth Martin. She's the one that started this group. And I do thank her in advance for allowing us to come in here tonight and, and handle and put it, this, put this uh, episode here, here in her group and all that. And of course, I was about to join this group too, but this is a great group. Uh, of course, uh, of course, a lot of talk about you know obviously um, Roman Reigns, uh, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins obviously, uh, of course because of the fact they were of course the Shield. But still, uh, any other discussion that you want to bring up here about about wrestling and all that in general, uh, <clears throat> uh bring it here to to the table here. Of course, like I said, if you want to uh, watch our like I said simulcast tonight of 295 of Revolution. Of course, you can go to, to the group's uh, website, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Shield Cena News. Uh, she also used to have she used to uh, have John Cena associated with this group, but uh, she kind of changed the name. But we couldn't change the email address, obviously. But, uh, but definitely check check us out there. Like I said, if you want to come in and listen to our simulcast tonight, and of course, if you just want to listen to our show as well. Please feel free to give us a call here. Of course, as always, it's 1724-444-7444. Call ID is 138055-POUND, the magic six numbers. And definitely chime in on everything we have to talk about here tonight in our wrestling news and wrestling history and our SmackDown uh, results, uh, opinions about uh, last night's SmackDown, and any special stuff we do here, of course, uh, later here this evening. <coughs> so let's not waste any time. Let's go on right ahead. With the rest of the news and views here, same with of course, like I said, one half of our Hall of Fame tag team, King Ice. The Iceman, Jerry DiGiromo, is standing by, bringing us some of the latest wrestling tidbits. Let's go here with J.D. has to say. Go ahead, J.D. We only got about two or three so far, and unless something comes up, we'll keep you up to date, though. Tonight, NXT is doing a very special edition of their TV tapings at Central Florida, and among one of the people that has been rumored to be in there could be the former NXT world champion, Finn Balor, the Demon King. What role he'll play, we don't know yet, but we will definitely keep you up to date with this story. And also, there has been uh, talk, however, believe it or not, that we will... Uh, that Raw ratings were 2-2 this week, so uh, that is some good news to report as they went up a little bit from last week. Uh, some other news to report, not much else going on, however, but we will definitely let you know if we hear anything more. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with the with King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith, 
is, of course, King Ice, your 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team. They bring you all the news that fit the print. And, of course, if it doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, he always has the best way possible, which is the old-fashioned method of super glue and duct tape. Uh, of course, like I said, J.D. will give us a point if anything else does develop here, uh, up here in the coming um, in the coming uh, minutes and hours of the show. Yes, okay. Let's see what John has on tap for the rest of history and birthdays for today, February 22nd. Uh, uh, we got some interesting stuff here uh, to, to bring up here, so let's go ahead and dive right on into it. 33 years ago today, which would put it at 1984, yes, in Tokyo, Japan, Jumbo Saruta, that's the best way to pronounce that, defeated Nick Bockwinkle to win the AWA World Heavyweight Championship with Terry Funk being the special referee. 29 years ago today, which would put it at uh, 1988, sounds about right, yeah, in Memphis, Tennessee, the Midnight Rockers defeated the Rock and Roll Express to win the vacated AWA World Tag Team Championship. That same day, in Madison Square Garden, Don Morocco and the Ultimate Warrior defeated the team of Butch Reed and King Kong Bundy, and of note, this was the first WWF event in Madison Square Garden to have protective mats on the floor. Interesting. 24 years ago today, which would put it at 1993, yes, uh, Monday Night Raw from Manhattan. Hulk Hogan returns for the first time since his last battle against Sid Justice at WrestleMania 8. He formed himself an alliance with Brutus Beefcake, of course, the Mega Maniac, if everyone remembers that, to take on Money, Inc. at WrestleMania 9, I do believe it was, for the tag team titles. Yes. That WrestleMania did not really get a whole lot of hype, what I understand. Uh, 19 years ago today, which would put it at 1998, Yes. WCW presented Super Brawl in where the Outsiders won the WCW Tag Team titles and also Sting defeated Hulk Hogan to win the vacated WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, J.D., this Super Brawl, I think I said it was in 98, was this the one, I think when, when the Outsiders won the tag belts, wasn't this the one where, I guess, in a way, Scott Steiner kind of basically gave the belt to them when he turned his back on his brother and joined the Yes, I believe this was, if I remember correctly. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure, yes, it was. It was in 1998 when that happened, I think? Yeah. Okay. I'll double check to be sure. Okay, thank you very much, here, J.D. Uh, 17 years, while well, he does that, 17 years ago today was the year 2000. Crash Holly defeated Test to win the hardcore title in Nashville, Tennessee. And following that match, Crash declared that he will defend the championship on a 24-7. The rule for the hardcore title worked until August of 2002 when Eric Bischoff abandoned it. The next week, the hardcore title was also abandoned as well, but returned for a brief period of time in May of 2006. I didn't know that. Seven years ago today was 2010. Maurice defeated Gail Kim to win the Divas Championship in the finals of the Divas Championship Tournament. Also on that same night, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels announced the WrestleMania 26 match, where if HBK won, he would freak, but if Shawn lost, he would have to retire. I think we know what happened with that. Two years ago today, we put it at 2015, WWE presented Fastlane from Memphis, Tennessee, 
Roman Reigns defeated Daniel Bryan, the number one contendership. And John says he called boo on that one. (laughs) And also the team of Tyson Kidd and Cesaro won the tag team titles over the Usos. And one year ago today, put it in 2016, Shane McMahon made his return to the WWE in Detroit, Michigan in his first act in his first act back. He interrupted the Vincent J. McMahon Award in which was in which was presented by his sister Stephanie. She demanded to have Raw back. He demanded to take control of Monday Night Raw and agree to it, but only if Shane could be defeat the Undertaker by hell in a cell match at WrestleMania. Well, Shane did lose the match, but despite losing the match, he still took control of Monday Night Raw and co-shared it with his sister Stephanie. Before the draft lottery, Shane McMahon currently holds the commissioner role for SmackDown Live. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for today. So, John, I thank you very much for bringing that here to your to our attention. And, J.D., thank you very much for bringing in the news and views here this evening. Let's go hear this one more time. 1724-474-44, call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode 295 of the Mothership Broadcast Revolution. I'm, of course, WUS Chad Inchell back on the line here with you. <clears throat> Alongside the Iceman, J.D. here at Palmo, and the Human Suppressed Machine, John Brooks, both uh, part of the team that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon from 3 to 5 right here on TalkShoot.com. J.D., a 2015 and 17 Hall of Famer, and also uh, John, 2016 Hall of Famer as well. Uh, let's uh, see what we have what else on tap right here. Uh, uh, yes, let's just go on right ahead here and uh, see what uh, whatever, uh, both J.D. and John take on uh, last night's SmackDown event. Uh, so, uh, John, you can go ahead and start putting your stuff up, and uh, we'll have that prepared here shortly. He can go first, too. Oh, he can go. Okay, well, John, you're you're being said you can go first. So, so if you want to go ahead and bring up uh, any of your thoughts and opinions about what happened at final SmackDown, please feel free to do that, and uh, and we'll and we'll and we'll read what you have to say. And while he's gathering that up, I will go ahead and mention that tomorrow night's. Uh, <clears throat> let me see here. I'll have to do some double checking here while he does that. But I do believe uh, NWO Wolfpack will be coming from a pretty special place tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. So I will do some double-checking here and see uh, while John get, gathers up his uh, thoughts on SmackDown. Uh, let me see here. And while we're doing that, we have some uh, little basketball to report. However, the UConn Lady Huskies have made it 101 now. They won 90-45 to tonight as they beat up on Temple pretty good. In other basketball news right now, we've got California up 11 early in the first half, 22-11 on Oregon, Oregon number six. Kansas crushed TCU despite the fact they were up one at halftime. They ended up blowing them out in the second half, 47-29 for a final of 87-68. Right now, we've got a tight one in Chapel Hill. Your North Carolina boys chatter up by three on Louisville, and this is going to really put a smile on your face. After up eight at halftime, the Syracuse Orangemen came back in the second half with 53 unanswered points, including the game-winning three-point bomb at the buzzer as they beat the Duke Blue Devils 78-75 at the Carrier Dome tonight. Thank you very much, J.D. Some big-time basketball going on here. West Carolina is is up there on Louisville right now, but uh, as a, two great teams going, uh, playing it up, playing it, uh, playing it like they own it, basically, as they say. So, 
We'll definitely uh, be watching out. We'll definitely be, uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, thank you for JD for that news. <coughs> and by the way, tomorrow night's NWO Wolfpack will be in. We'll be coming from a very unusual spot. Uh, of course, uh, of course, we all know the NWO was one of those that during the time of referred to as the Attitude Era in wrestling. Uh, there was another group, of course, also made a big-time impact there. And, of course, the group I'm referring to is DX. Uh, so it would be kind of unusual. I know this is kind of unusual, but uh, we're going to give this a whirl tomorrow as well. Tomorrow night's NWO Wolfpack will, of course, as part of our group tour, will roll into our group called DXUS. Are you ready? So it's going to be quite interesting to, quite interesting to see how this turns out. Um, and, of course, Deal with more wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, and more wrestling coming your way. So, uh, join us for that tomorrow night, one three eight five two one pounds from nine to eleven p.m. on TalkShoe.com, and of course through our live video feed on Facebook from that group. Okay, let's see what John has right here on tap here for the time review, and he's got some good ones. He says John John says with John says well what to say about SmackDown? John said he was surprised that Naomi had relinquished the belt. He can understand Naomi's injury. He thinks he, she kind of kept it quiet to herself. She fought for six whole years need to get the championship, only to have it snatched from her by injury. Like the old saying goes, the ship must go on. Yes. And Daniel Bryan decides to put two former SmackDown Women's Champions, Alexa Bliss and Pinchinaire, and by hook or crook, Alexa Bliss SmackDown Women's title for the second straight time. Just when you thought the Bliss era got shut down, it opens its doors for business again. Uh, I think I heard somebody, Mickey James, came out there and celebrated with her. I'm not sure. Yes, she did. She did. Okay, thank you. Uh, nice non-title win for American Alpha over the Fashion Police, Rizongo. Let's see what else John has to say. And, and then the Usos continue to play head games with American Alpha. Nikki and Natalia battling in a false count anywhere match. Certainly, this match was brutal as it can be, because in, because of course in any kind of false count anywhere. And let's see what else John was trying to say here. Then I got cut off here because at hardcore matches you expect a lot of dangerous stuff going on in in this type of match. I would agree. Yeah, of course. as John has said. And of course the blonde Trent Marie sticks her nose in Mickey's business. <laughs> as we said folks, the women's division of WWE regardless of on Raw or SmackDown is starting to heat up big time. I definitely would agree with that. So it sets up. So it sets up the Maurice Miz versus Cena and Nikki match at WrestleMania. Yay, woohoo! John, so glad. And then he says, "Not." Nah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
In the Battle Royal with a lot of combustible elements, they've got from Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, Kalisto, The Miz, John Cena, uh, AJ Styles, Luke Harper. Dean Ambrose and Mojo Rawley. A lot of controversy surrounding this match as well. Corbin attacks Ambrose. Miz was eliminated by Cena. Illegally gets in the ring. Eliminate Cena, and perhaps a shocking controversy was Harper and Styles' feet both touching the floor. Ruined this match a draw. And of course, John says 1994 Royal Rumble flashback, anyone? <laughs> Oh, yes, I do recall this. The next week is going to be Luke Harper versus AJ Styles. John likes AJ Styles, but Luke Harper is going to win this match, he feels. John feels that Harper versus Wyatt versus Orton at WrestleMania for the WWE title in a triple threat match. That's what's going to happen. Somehow Orton is going to get himself involved in the mix. John says that's all he's got for his review of SmackDown. So, J.D., let's go ahead and hear what you have to say about last night's SmackDown uh, live broadcast, please. All right. Let me... All right. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I am going to say the fine. Okay. First off, however, the main event, however, you needed to find a clear-cut winner. You did not get that, and I don't understand that. It could be turning out to be a triple threat. Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see what happens there. I was kind of. I wouldn't say irked by it. I was kind of a little taken aback by it. I think they should have done. I mean, they could have done. I mean. You could have had more competitors in this matchup. I mean, personally, it was not one of the better battle royals, let's just say, if you ask me. It just was, eh, there. You know, it really was. 
Anyway, up next, uh, we go to uh, the the Nikki Natty match, however. And once again, it has to be Maurice the Whore, mind you, sticking her nose where it doesn't belong, as always, in Nikki's business by helping her apparently new buddy, Natty, find a way to cheat, however, mind you, even though it's a false count anywhere match, however, in this encounter, however, to win, which I think was totally bogus. And now it looks like they're trying to set up more than likely, and it probably will be happening more than likely, happening at WrestleMania, Nikki and Cena versus Miz and Maurice. And uh, as I've said for weeks now on end, how I'm so excited, you can tell by the tone of my voice, I mean, this is just going to be an absolute piss-poor match. It's going to be terrible. I don't know why you're even having it at WrestleMania. It's just not worth it, if you ask me. Uh, as far as Naomi dropping the title, I mean, if she is hurt, and it looks like she is hurt, and that's a sad thing, however, and hopefully she'll be back in the men's very soon. It's going to take her a while to get back in the ring, obviously, and who knows how much time she's going to miss, but there you go. Um, you had to have, obviously, uh, a new woman's title matchup, obviously, in form of Becky Lynch and, uh, of course, Alexa. But like uh, Charlotte Flair, once again, Alexa had to apparently get her own way, however, mind you, by basically pulling a fast one, however, on Daniel Bryan and uh, apparently uh, Shane McMahon, however, because she figures she should be given this title her, and it was hers all along. Uh, personally, I think it was bogus that she got the title again. I mean, it should have been Becky's all along. At least they could have had a tournament to decide something like this. But right now, I don't know who you would have put in the tournament. That would have been a big problem, though. But still, it's just I just don't think Alexa getting the title back this quickly was a smart move, in my opinion. I think they it was a it was a pity high it was a pity move on their part because yes, they felt sorry for her, and I understand it is rough depending on what kind of injury she has and how as she's hurt right now. I can understand it. it. depends on how bad she is. But to give her the title back again after after Naomi busted her butt for almost 12-plus years, however, to get herself to this point and now see it gone, gone up in smoke, and who knows how long she's going to be out of action for. It's just it's heartbreaking because now you have to give it back to Harley Quinn. Do you really want to give it back to her again? I mean, I think that was just an absolute ridiculous thing that they did there, and it just was total BS in my opinion. But, oh, well, it is what it is, so... That's what I'm going to say about that, and that's pretty much all I'm going to say. I mean, like I said, I think it's just a total uh, joke of a show, and I think they took some steps back this week. They kind of really, I mean, you always say you go three steps forward, sometimes three steps back. In this case, how I think they kind of, uh, well, took some minor steps back last night in uh, their show last night. I mean, whether or not... They'll improve on that in the coming weeks. We'll have to wait and see, obviously. But I think last night uh, they kind of went backwards, if you ask me. John also mentioned a couple things, talking about the Battle Royal they had last night. What they should have done was put 20 superstars in there instead of 10. Oh, yeah, I agree. And and, and that's one thing I will agree with. I agree with him, too. I mean, they should have, and they didn't. Yeah. And also, in reference to what you're talking about, about the women's title situation on SmackDown, John says that he believes that Alexa Bliss is a better champion than Charlotte ever was. Uh, I think, well, yeah, kind of I agree with that part. I do agree. But at the same time, they have the same problem, ego. It's because they're basically holding, I mean, I mean, granted, Alexa, I mean, Becky held it for, I mean, how long before Becky held, Becky held the title for how long before Alexa took the title off for a TLC? I think it was about two, two and a half months. It just seems like, Every couple months, they're playing hot potato with both belts, and it's just—it's ridiculous. On SmackDown, other than Nikki and Natty, however, 
besides the other main two, and now with Naomi out, how, how many really good competitors are out there right now that can challenge for that belt? How many that can make a big statement? There's not that many. SmackDown's really hurting in that department right now. I mean, everyone thought, oh, the SmackDown women are going to be great with Alexa and Becky and Natty and Nikki. Right now, I mean, who knows how much longer Natty's going to continue to fight, however. I mean, there's been some talk over the last several months or within the last year, year and a half or two, that she might be scaling back her career pretty soon. We don't really know if that's a rumor, if it's just the truth. With Nikki, of course, that neck injury took a lot out of her, however, and that's understandable. And with her coming back, she's still trying to ease herself back in, but there's also talk she might be finally hanging it up soon, too. So, I mean, if you... And I said this before on Raw Radio, and I said this on the shows too. If you say goodbye to Nikki and Natty before the in the next few months or so, however, who else is going to be out there that could be the next big face of that women's division other than Becky? There's not going to be many because all you're going to have is Maurice. You're going to have maybe uh, Alexa, and then that's it. You have to bring up some strong talent from NXT like Oscar, Ember Moon. I mean, Peyton right. Royce, Billy Kay. You're going to have to. Really have to dig deep. If you lose those two right there, you're gonna to have to really come uh, up with a home run at least to at least try to please the fans. Because like I said, you lose two big people like Nikki and Natty, that's gonna cripple your SmackDown division. Now, also, of course, the fact that uh, you may try to hype up Nikki James a little bit more too. Possibly. Yeah, and Mickey's, and Mickey's still finding her way around the roster. I mean, she's some of these she's faced before, some she hasn't faced before. But like I said, other, I mean, if you do, like I said, those three, however, that's going to be pretty much the entire roster for SmackDown. Sure, so, certainly, certainly. Raw might be a little bit better equipped in that area, but yeah, that's. Uh, well, with Raw, well, the thing with Raw, I mean, you obviously got Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte. Uh, Naya, of course, and uh, they're trying. I mean, who knows what they're going to do now with MLM? I mean, they've kind of, I think, at this point, have had their hands. I mean, really, they had their hands tied for so many weeks with this whole Emelina thing, and this was going to be, at least in their words, they thought they, this was going to be a big thing. And what happened? It turned out to be a bomb. It turned out to be a big dud. Right, exactly. And what happened this week? She wasn't on TV. I mean, unless they have plans for her after WrestleMania or before Mania to do something with her, I don't see her staying much longer in the company. I really don't. I think right now she's kind of like Paige at this point. I mean, both her and Paige, I think, are in the outs with management. And I think right now only a miracle can save either one of them. If not, I can see both of these guys being given their unconditional release version because they haven't done much with either one of them for a while. Certainly. I would definitely agree. I definitely would agree with that, so... Not to watch out for that, for all that, and and, and see here big time, but uh, but uh, they were all they all are still trying to step up here and uh, be uh, try to be uh, up here on the uh, A scale as best they possibly can. Of course, with WrestleMania fast approaching, so they're going to have to really be on the game. Everyone's going to be on their game here real real soon. So yep, I'll be back. Okay, all right, JD. Thank you very much. Uh, JD and John, thank you very much for bringing us your thoughts and opinions on on uh, tonight's uh, on last night's SmackDown live broadcast. Let's take care of this one more time while JD had to step away for a moment. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. You're listening to episode two ninety five of the Mothership Broadcast, WWS Revolution. Uh, <clears throat> also, of course, streaming live via our live video feed. On Facebook, of course, through our radio network group tour, we are currently broadcasting tonight from Ambrose Rollins Reigns Shield News, which is facebook.com forward slash group sports slash Shield Cena News. If you want to jump in and uh, join the 
the uh, video part of it. Of course, listen, you, you, you'll be able to see me, but you'll be able to listen to what myself and JD and John have to say here tonight on episode 295. And of course, I am also Mr. W7US Chad Henshaw, alongside the Iceman JD Jared DiGirolamo, of course, 2015 17 Hall of Famer, and of course, one of the hosts behind W7US Raw Radio. Also, of course, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, another part of the Raw Radio Broadcasting, and the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer right here on the chat box. Uh, and while, um, while JD steps right here for a moment, of course, uh, in addition, like I said, there's, of course, the announcement that the NWO Wolfpack tomorrow night will be stemming <coughs> from uh, uh, will be stemming from DXUS. Are you ready? Uh, I will go ahead and give a heads up here that, uh, and I'll have to double check here, here this one here as well. But of course, uh, yes, that Friday night uh, Revolution uh, show uh, will be, of course, uh, be will be streaming live from our group known as Hardy Boys Fans. Uh, so if you want to join that. <clears throat> And we'll, and we will get you the uh, we will get you the uh, the web address for that. Let me let me double check on that here, folks. That way you can join us this Friday for that as well. Yes, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Hardy Boys B O Y Z forever. If you want to chime in on anything that we have to talk about, uh, of course, on Revolution two ninety six. That'll be on Friday. That'll be on, like I said, will be on uh, Friday uh, evening from 9 to 11. Of course, call ID 138055-pound as well. Uh, let's see. Let's check in here. Let's see if we, if we have the Iceman. Has he returned yet? J.D., are you back? He is not, okay? Uh, <clears throat> but, of course, while we, while we continue to wait... Uh, also, keep in mind that Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, we'll be, of course, having WWS Power Hour, where we'll be reviewing all of the shows here in the radio network, uh, of course, talking about uh, what took place. And also, of course, uh, <clears throat> um, but uh, we'll definitely, like I said, uh, have that... Uh, And to give you an update on the Caroline game, it is 33-30, Louisville trailing by three at the half. All right, all right. He was right there. Uh, Thank you you very much there, right there. Uh, Thank you very much for bringing us that news. uh, JD, right there. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, of course, like as I was talking about there, JD, while we were waiting, and like I said, I'm going to be preparing our wrestling extra segment here. Uh, we're going we're going to handle some trivia here tonight. But I'm just uh, trying to find one here that is. Uh, There. Uh, hmm. 
Let's see, let's see, let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, ah, here we go, here we go. Okay, uh, coming from the uh, site onlineworldofwrestling.com. Uh, we'll give this one. We'll give this one a little bit of a whirl here. We'll test JD's and John's uh, uh, metal here, um, and we got some uh, pretty interesting uh, questions right here. Uh, so if you'd like to go ahead and uh, so JD, if if you would like to take part, all set. Okay, and John, if you'd like to take part as well. By the way, I just sent you something. And I and I will keep my I will let you know that the questions here I was just reading them. I don't have choices, so you have to try to take a guess. So I'm just gonna give you a heads up on it. So, John, if you're if you're listening, if you want to, if you want to take part, John says he's ready. Okay, here we go, here guys. All right, first first one we have here. When Big Van Vader made a surprise appearance for TNA in 2003, who did he save from a beatdown? What was the thing again? When Big Van Vader yeah. made a surprise appearance for TNA in 2003, right. who did he save from a beatdown? I'm going to say Christian Cage. You're going to say Christian Cage. Uh, John? And we'll do that, like I said. Even if we just guess, and we're having fun here anyway. John is saying the same thing, the correct answer. Dusty Rhodes. Huh. Okay. Question number two, and we're, we're obviously this is going to be different eras of wrestling. So it's all around, okay, old, new, what have you. Okay, there you go. Question number two, who was ringmaster Steve Austin's opponent at WrestleMania 12? Savio Vega. You're saying Savio, and John says... Roman Reigns. Ah. Be for Roman. <laughs> John also says Savio and both of you are correct. It is, in fact, Savio Vega. Question number three. This might be a little bit difficult, but give it a whirl here anyway. What was the exact date that Stephen Regal began using the name William Regal in the WWE? I want to say May of 2001. Okay, you say May of 2001. And John? John says October of 2000. John is actually closest, but the correct answer is September 18th, 2000. When he decided, okay. All right, this one I think ought to be a cinch right here. Who was Bill Goldberg's first opponent in a, on a, in a WWE pay-per-view in 2003? The, the Rock. And John? I did it for The Rock. 
to have that win. Okay. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> that is correct. It was, in fact, the Rock. It was Backlash, I do believe it was. Question number five. Who did Randy Macho Man Savage defeat in the finals of the 1987 King of the Ring tournament? Oh, that would be... I'm going to say... Um, Go peeking either, JD. I'm not peeking. I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to take a guess here. I'm going to say Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog. Uh, John. John says the same. The correct answer, King Kong Bundy. Hmm. Okay. All right. This is old school, JD. You might know a little bit. You might know this. I'm not sure. We'll give it a whirl here, I think. What was the entrance music used by the Fantastics, the team of Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers? Uh, Fantastics theme was... It was um, a song, an actual song. Oh, God, let me think here. I think I should know this one. Um, American Males, I don't know. You're saying the American Males music, okay. Uh, John, your take? John's all saying the same thing. The correct answer, Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. Sharp Dressed Man. It was also Jimmy Garvin's song for a while, too, remember? I do remember that. Yes, I do. With him came out with Precious, the lovely, sexy Precious. That was that was that's still a great song even to this day. I still listen yes. to it. Yes. Question number seven: Bruno San Martino wrestled his last match at a 1987 house show, teaming with what wrestler against King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang? Hulk Hogan. The same Hogan, John. They had an article on him today in the Pittsburgh paper, actually, because one of the guys who's having a roast tomorrow night in his honor interviewed him about Ivan Koloff and uh, George Steele's passing. It was a very interesting piece. If I can try to find it, I'll send it to you. It's a really, really good article today. Excellent. And John also says Hogan and both of y'all are right. It was in fact. That was a guess. I mean, hell, that was a guess on my part. At a house show in 87, Bruno teamed with Hogan against King Kong Bundy and One Man Gang. Okay, who won? Question number eight. Who won the eight-man Gold Rush tournament on Raw in May of 2005? Uh, I'm going to say the winner of that was Rob Van Dam. You're saying RVD. Uh, John. And John also saying RVD. The correct answer was Edge. Edge. And speaking of Hogan, I do hope he returns here sometime this year. They I are talking about it, though. I hope so. I mean, if, they, if, if, if they've come to, to amends, I would love to see it happen. Yes. Uh, okay. We talked about this big time here just recently. This question here. During the late 1980s, George the Animal Steel began bringing a raggedy puppet mascot to the ring with him. By what name did he call this item? Mine! Mine! Okay. And John? 
And John saying the same as you, J.D., but you are correct. It was, in fact, he named it mine. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> this is pretty interesting. Let's see, J.D., if you might know this. J.D. and John, if you might know this. On the May 7th, 1986 episode of Tuesday Night Titans, Mr. Fuji and Don Morocco premiered a new soap opera called what? Fuji General. You're saying Fuji General. John. And John says Fuji Vice. John is right. Fuji is Fuji oh, Vice. Oh, man, I should have known that one. I do Fuji General is part of it, too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean I've, I've heard that, too, but the one they got for here, apparently they debuted on this particular time was Fuji Vice. I do remember that, too, when they were talking about putting Fuji, uh, they were talking about after Fuji passed away, so I remember hearing about that. All right, next set of questions here, guys. There's a bunch of them here, so let's... Uh, Let's see what we have right here. All right, next. Here comes this next set here. Question number one: When Mark Merrow turned heel and split with Sable in the WWF, who did Merrow choose as his new valet? Jacqueline. All right, John. And John also says Jacqueline. And it is indeed Miss Jacqueline. That's correct. Next question: In the year 2000, Shane Douglas and Buff Bagwell won a tournament for the WCW Tag Team Titles. Who did they defeat in the finals? Uh, that would be Ron and Don Harris. You're saying the Harris brothers, uh, John? And John also said the same thing. The, the correct answer is Ric Flair and Lex Luger. Okay. Uh, next question. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Let me get it straight. Okay. All right. Here we go. With whom did Rick Martel form a tag team known as the Supermodels in 1995 in an attempt to get back in the WWF? Uh, Damian Man Bigelow? Okay, it was a tag, like I said, the tag team was known as was going to be known as the Supermodels. Yeah. But you're saying Bam Bam. I'm going to try Bam Bam, yeah. No, Bam Bam. Okay, John. John also says Bam Bam. The correct, the, answer that, the correct answer they have here is Don Callis. Cyrus. I, I never heard of that. He was, Don, he was Cyrus in ECW. Oh, he was Cyrus. Oh, Cyrus. Oh, yeah, his real name was Don Callis. Okay. Yeah, he was also the Truth Commission. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. I got you. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Oh, okay, that's right. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Next question. Owen Hart, as the Blue Blazer, made his WrestleMania debut at WrestleMania Five against who? Oh, I'm going to kill myself if I don't know the answer. And I know it, I think. Hercules Hernandez? You're saying Hercules. Okay. Um, and John John says Mr. Perfect. John is right. It was Mr. Perfect. Damn it. I should have known that. I have the DVD. Okay. All right. Next one here. And then uh, I've got the actual answer to this here. But I will give you choices. This, so that way it, this might kind of help you a little bit. 
What are, what are the only tag team titles that the Killer Bees won as a tag team? Was it the WWF tag team titles, the AWA tag team titles, the UWF tag team titles, or the Florida tag team titles? I'm going to say the AWA tag team titles. You're saying AWA. Okay, and John? John also says AWA. The correct answer was the UWF tag team titles. The only ones they ever won as a team. At this case, I got something in my eye here. I'm not sure I get that out. Okay. I can still see, but it's just, this bugs me. All right, next question. What current independent wrestler is known as the self proclaimed ICW, ICWA, Texarkana TV champion? Who is that, you mean? Who's the only one you say? Who is no who, right. Yeah, let me repeat one more time so that way I can have it talking clear a little bit. What current independent wrestler is known as the self-proclaimed ICW and slash ICWA Texarkana television champion? I'm going to say Gina Hernandez. Current independent wrestler. Oh, the independent wrestler. Uh, pass. You're going to pass, okay? And John? John's also passing on this as well. The answer is Sweet and Sour Larry Sweeney. I would not have known that one. All right, well, we, we gave it a whirl, though. I do appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Number seven, before entering the WWE, Mickey James made a made a name for himself on the independent circuit, Ring of Honor, and TNA using what name? Which wrestler? Mickey James. Mickey James, Alexis Lurie. Okay, and John. Wait. Whoa. Tatana. John also says Alexis Lurie, and you're both the Arcura. It's Alexis Lurie. All right, next question here. When Aaron Stevens became known as Aaron Idol Stevens, two female wrestlers were trying to be his sex addict valets. Melina, I'm going to say it was one. There's two, right? There's two, yes. Melina would be one, I'm thinking, and I'm going to say Terry Reynolds was two. You're saying Melina and Terry Reynolds. Okay, John? <laughs> John is agreeing with you, J.D. The correct answer is Shelly Martinez and Beth Phoenix. Huh. <laughs> Beth Shelly Martinez, Ariel. <laughs> And the Glamazon, wow. Who's married to Edge. Yes, they live in the North Carolina mountains. I've said that many times. Uh, question number nine. Who was Bill Goldberg's first opponent on a WCW pay-per-view in 1997? Steve Mongo McMichael. Okay. Uh, and John had to step away for a minute. 
so uh, he'll uh, so we'll go along with your answer, JD, and you are correct. It is in fact Steve Mongo McMichael. And we got plenty more questions, so John may not miss out a whole lot here. But let me go and just give you this, JD. Let's see what you think about the question. What two wrestlers did Eddie Guerrero defeat in a three way to capture the IWA Mid South title in two thousand two? William Regal? Yeah, you got two wrestlers you got a name. Okay, Regal's one, and the second one would be I don't know the other. The correct answer was CM Punk and Rey Mysterio. Ooh. I had no idea CM Punk and Eddie Guerrero wrestled each other. You did I. And John did get that answer in back in that with the last one. You're correct, Steve. I mean, you're correct, John. <laughs> you're correct, John. It is back, Steve and Michael on that. So John is back apparently, so let's go ahead and dive on into the next set right here. Some interesting questions here so far here. I like this. I mean, you learn something new every day with these questions. Okay. All right. Question number one in the next set. Who was the first wrestler to win the WWF world title under the management of Mr. Fuji? Which one is this one? Who was the first wrestler to win the WWF world title under the management of Mr. Fuji? The first one would be... The Magnificent One, Don Morocco. Okay, remember, the world title. Oh, big... world title. Oh, okay. No, scratch that out. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I have no clue. Yeah, no idea. John, do you want to take a guess? Who was the first wrestler to win the WWF title under under Mr. Fuji's management? That's basically what this is asking. Let's see if he does answer. That's in here a couple minutes. I'm gonna go ahead and reveal it. He may have stepped back out, so no problem. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and okay. JD, you're gonna kick yourself in the hip. I tell you what the answer is. Okay. Yokozuna. Ah, oh, yeah. I am kicking myself now. Yeah. I, I think he managed, I think, tag team champions. I don't think he ever did a world champion until he managed Yokozuna, I don't think. So there you go. All right, question number two. What promotion did the bad breed, Ian and a- Axel Rotten, originally form a tag team in? ECW. You're saying ECW. And John? Oh, sorry, I had to use the toilet. <laughs> John also says John also says ECW the correct answer the Global Wrestling Federation GWF okay question number three who won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 22 which was taped exclusively for the DVD home release what was, what was it again hold on let me just mute who won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania 22 which was taped for the DVD release. Uh, that would be... Uh, Ray won the championship, so it's not him. I'm going to say it was Christian. You're saying Christian and John Viscera. The correct answer is Viscera. Ah. Oh. 
Okay, next question. Early in his career, Shawn Michaels formed a tag team known as American Force with what wrestler? American Force, you said? American Force. Uh, I'm going to say Genetti. You're going to say Genetti, okay. And John? If that's what it's all about. John also says Genetti. The correct answer is Paul Diamond. I I remember the name. I uh, doesn't ring a bell. That that which one? Well, no, Sean might know the answer to that question was like he formed a team. The team American Force. He formed it with a man named Paul Diamond. Uh, Max Moon. Max Moon. Oh, that was a guy that was known as Max Moon. Yes. Okay, so no wonder that was he wrestled Sean that him and Shawn Michaels wrestled. So they had to knew each other, I guess. So there you go. All right. Uh, next question here. Who was Kurt Angle's opponent in his final WWE TV match before he jumped ship at the TNA? Christian. You're saying Christian. John? Diarrhea. <laughs> and to let you know, the video is still going, so we are in good shape. So. And John's That's passing on. That's what it's all about. Yeah, the, the correct answer is Sabu. Next, next question here. What wrestler? Little excuse me. What wrestler wrestled Fritz von Erich in Fritz's 1982 retirement match for the American title? Oh, I know this, and they don't have this on the WCCW DVD, which is a shame. King Kong Bundy. The same Bundy. Okay. And, John, your take? And, ladies and gentlemen, J.D. said that without any presentation. <laughs> and John also says the same thing. I both of y'all are correct. It was King Kong Bundy. Okay. okay, here we go. Uh-oh. Who are the following four superstars here? I have choices here. Who of the following was not defeated by the Undertaker at a WrestleMania. Was it King Kong Bundy, Ric Flair, Mankind, or Triple H? I'm going to say Mankind. Say Mankind. And John? John says Mankind, and both of y'all are correct. It was, in fact, Mankind. But next question. Who was responsible for the primary training of WWE superstar Batista? The Wild Samoans, Offensica. John? And John also says that too. I'm going to give it to, to y'all because I actually only has one of them, and that was Offa. Good. Uh, next question, Barry Horowitz briefly worked for WCW in 1990, forming a tag team with what legendary wrestler? Uh, I'm going to say William Regal. You're saying Regal. John? 
Don also says Regal. The correct answer was Moondog Spot. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Next question here. This one I'll be, I think, pretty easy. Uh, which wrestler was not, I repeat, not a member of the triad in WCW? Was it DDP, Chris Canyon, Chris Candido, or Bam Bam Bigelow? JD. Candido. Imagine him in that group. That would have been awesome. Yes. Yeah. Uh, John, your thoughts here? JD says Candido. John also says Candido, and both of y'all are correct. There's only just DDP, Canyon, and Bam Bam. I didn't even remember that. All right, next question here. We got oh, we got a bunch of them here. We can go probably clear most of them here probably tonight before we end the show. So far, the video is running in great shape. Good. Glad to see that. Next question. At WrestleMania 10, Randy Savage defeated Crush in a match with what stipulation? False count anywhere. John? John also says the same, and as correct as false count anywhere. Number two, what universally known recording artist has been best friends with Jim Brunzel for over 20 years? What recording artist? Yes. I'm going to say Rick Derringer. I'm going to say Rick Derringer. John, Rick Derringer, famous for Real American, which was first used for Hundo and Wyndham. Early WWF days, and now, of course, most was well known for with Hulk Hogan. John also says, Derringer, believe it or not, the answer is Bruce Springsteen. Huh. Amazing. Which one was it? It was Bruce Springsteen, has been friends with Jim Brunzel for over 20 years. Yeah. Question number three Who did Randy Savage choose as his partner? at Survivor Series 92 to go against Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. What what WrestleMania was this, you said? No, no, it was Survivor Series 1992. Okay, yeah. Who did he choose as his partner to go against Ric Flair and Razor Ramon? I am going to say it was Bret Hart. No, Bret Hart. No, Bret, no it wasn't Bret Hart. Uh, I, I'm passing on this one. You're passing on that, okay? John? But John, John's going to say Bret Hart. The answer was Mr. Perfect. Remember, he turned his back on Heenan because Heenan kind of ticked him off, I think. The fourth Survivor Series, I think. Who was it? It was Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect, okay. Yeah, I remember, I think uh, Bobby Heenan ticked him off on an episode of Primetime Wrestling. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. yeah okay. All right, next question. Who was the winner of the first match on the first ever episode of WCW Thunder on January 8th, 1998? I'm going to say it was Goldberg. You're saying Goldberg. John? John also says Goldberg, the answer, Randy Savage. Oh, crap, I shouldn't know that one. Next question here. What long-time WWE character was, in quotation marks, killed off 
at the end of the Great American Bash in 2004? Uh, that would be, I want to say, uh, I can't remember. Okay, John. John says Paul Bearer, and he's right. Oh, yes! Oh, Lord, he's going to do that. <laughs> when I say that, that you, just, you just go off, but there you go. Next question. Okay, this is an old one. Let's see if you know this, J.D. On the first ever episode of Tuesday Night Titans, clips were shown of Jesse Ventura destroying one of one one of Uncle... Ugh, crap. Let me rewind that. Yeah. On the first ever episode of Tuesday Night Titans, clips were shown of Jesse Ventura destroying one of Uncle Elmer's prized possessions. What was this item? The item was, however, a horseshoe. You're saying a horseshoe, okay? And John. And John actually didn't want you to do that voice, J.D., but you already did, so okay. Uh, John also uses a horseshoe. The correct answer was a Rolex watch. Okay. Next question. Who did Booker T defeat in the finals of the 2006 King of the Ring? He defeated uh, Kurt Angle. You're saying Kurt Angle. All right, John. Kyle says Kurt Angle. It was Bobby Lashley. You're doing the King Booker thing, I think it was. Yeah. Next question. Who Who are the following four choices that I have here? Never won a tag team title with Adrian Adonis. Was it Roddy Piper, Bob Orton Jr., Dick Murdoch, or Jesse Ventura? Piper. You're saying Piper. John. Remember, never won a tag belt with Adrian Adonis. Yeah. Okay. Same Piper. John also says Piper. The correct answer was Bob Orton Jr. All right, next question. Who did Tito Santana and Ivan Putsky defeat for the WWF World Tag Titles on March 6, 1979? That was the team of... I'm going to say it was Mr. Fuji, and it was his partner, uh, Tiger Chung Lee. Okay. Saying Fuji and Tiger Chun Lee. Uh, John? Well, you said uh, I'm hungry for some Chinese food. No disrespect and all that, man. I'm just saying. John saying the same thing. Correct answer the Valiant Brothers. Ooh. Okay. Next question here. When Jim the Anvil Nightheart debuted in the WWF in 1986, who was assigned originally to be his manager? Bobby Heenan. You're saying Bobby Heenan. John. John also says Heenan, the dancer, and actually the name you just brought them in to go, J.D., Mr. Fuji. Huh. Fuji was originally supposed to be Kendall's manager. 
Paul, we can keep going on. Here. Okay, we have about 30 minutes. We, have, we can keep going on. Here we go. Next question. The third episode of Raw in 1993 featured an epic retirement match between what two WWE legends? Uh, that was of... Oh, boy. Third episode of Raw. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. I know. I'm thinking here. I'm thinking here. Ah, uh, damn it. Shoot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say one of them was consisting of uh, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine taking on uh, Legends. That would be... I have no clue. Okay, John is saying it was Flair and Perfect, and he is right. That's right. That was really a town match, yeah. That's right. right. And because I said reality, Flair was told to go back to WCW, so he did. So That's there right. You go. All right, next question. Who did Rick Martel defeat to capture the AWA World Heavyweight title in May of 1984? Which one's this one? Who did Rick Martel defeat? to capture the AWA world title in May of 1984. Jumbo Tosada. John? Uh, John said the same thing you did, J.D., and both of y'all are right. That's right. Because you said Jumbo, and I didn't pronounce the last name. Uh, so there you go. Next question. Who is credited for breaking Bruno San Martino's neck in a WWF ring in 1976. Stan Hansen. God says, I mean, J.D. says Stan Hansen. John also says Stan Hansen, and both of y'all are correct. All right, next question. What recognizable wrestling legend entered the 1995 Royal Rumble at number 27? Uh, that would be Bob Backlund. You're saying Backlund. Okay. John. John also says Backlund. The answer was Dick Murdoch. Yeah, was, I think, one of the last appearances, too. Mm-hmm. Next question. This one right here, um, I, I can see why. I, 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 do, I do recall this, too. Here's the question. What was the first WWF title to change hands at a WrestleMania? What was the first title to change hands at a WrestleMania? Yeah, which one of the belt? I mean, I have the belts that was active. The tag uh, team titles. You're saying the tag titles, John? John also says the tag titles. Well, y'all are right. Of course, it was WrestleMania one where the Sheik and Volkov defeated. Uh, Rotundo and Wyndham. We did talk about that a minute ago. All right, next question. Who was the referee for the Vince McMahon versus Hulk Hogan match 
at WrestleMania 19? Or who came in? Like, go ahead. That would be uh, Roddy Piper. You're saying Roddy Piper, John? John's also saying Piper, the correct answer. And this man actually ran in a little bit later on when the other referee was taken, when the actual referee was taken down. It was Sylvain Grenier. Ah, man, I should have done that. Remember him and another referee ran out there after the first referee was knocked out. And then Sylvain knocked out the, uh, the actual referee that was coming out to replace the original. So, see, Sylvain, I think, had a hand in the match between Hogan and the Rocket, no way out beforehand that year. So if I remember correctly. This one, J.D., I think you should you might, you might should know this one, and you'll see why here in a minute. What wrestler worked under the unauthorized gimmick of Batman, spelled with two Ts, in the Pittsburgh territory in the 70s? Ah, oh, Batman, I should know this one. Oh, that was... You're going to kick yourself in the head. I know I'm going to kick myself in the head. I'm going to say Larry Sabisco. You're saying Zabisco. Okay, John. John also says Zabisco. Well, J.D., I hope your foot can, hit, can touch your head. It's Tony Marino. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that name, yes. All right, go ahead and start picking yourself in the head right now. I'll wait. Thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, next one is a true or false question, guys. The Honky Tonk Man character was originally supposed to be a baby face in the WWF. True or false? Which one's this one? The Honky Tonk Man character was supposed to was originally supposed to be a baby face in the WWF. True or false? True. You're saying true, John. John says true, and that is correct. It is true. Okay. I didn't know that either. I mean, of course, it became a fan favorite later on, of course, but I mean, yeah. All right. Next question. At what event did Vader debut for the WWF in 1996? The Rumble. The Rumble. All right, John. We're learning something new every. We're learning something new each and every minute with questions, guys. I kind of love it. I said we're learning something new with these questions each and every time I ask them. Very good. John also says the Rumble, and as correct, it was the Royal Rumble. Okay, next one here. What former champion is the only wrestler to both win and lose the WWF title with his feet on the ropes? Uh, I'm going to say Ric Flair. You're saying the WWF title. Oh, the WWF title. Yeah, the three W's. The oh, triple W's. Oh, the triple W's. Okay, that would be Superstar Billy Graham. You're saying you're saying Superstar. All right, John. No, no, John. No, John. The question is, what former champion is the only wrestler to win and lose that belt with his feet on the ropes? 
had to ask it again. I thank God for coming through the question. John says, Bob Backlund, J.D., you're correct. It wasn't that superstar, Billy Graham. Okay. Next question. Who was Kurt Angle's opponent for his first for, for his first ever match on a WWF? Uh, on the, let's see. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let, let me. Uh, it may have worded this question kind of wrong here. His debut, you mean? That's what I'm thinking. Hold on, I may have this. They may have this wrong. I don't know. But who was Triangle's opponent for his first ever? I guess. I guess it was. His, I guess you're saying because they they put the word opponent twice. They got it worded. Sean Stasiak. Anyway, you're saying Sean Stasiak, okay? Uh, John. I don't know if acting, but if y'all are right. The way they had the, the question worded, let me go ahead and let me do it how they had the question worded. Who was Kurt Angle's opponent for his first ever opponent on WWF pay per view? That's the way they had it worded. Okay. So 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 basically at least y'all understood what I was saying, so that's good. Okay. All right. Who are the following four out of these four guys? Who from the following has never managed the Naturals in TNA? Was it Jimmy Hart, Jerry Lynn, Shane Douglas, or Chris Candida? Um, I'm going to say Chris Candida. They never managed the Naturals in TNA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. John? John also says Candido. The answer is Jerry Lynn. Now, this one, I think everyone should know this one. Okay. Who was the only person to appear in the ring on both Raw and Nitro on the same night? Rick Rude. John? John also says Rick Rude. Both y'all are right. It was Rick Rude. Okay, next question. William Regal was fired from WCW in 1998, refusing to sell for what? Okay. William Regal was fired from WCW in 1998 for refusing to sell for what wrestler? 1998, you said? Yes. Uh, Goldberg. You're saying Goldberg. Okay, John. John also says Goldberg, and both y'all are right. It was Goldberg. Next question. What wrestler was falsely reported to have passed away in October of 2006. Who was it? What wrestler was falsely reported to have passed away in October of 2006? Hulk Hogan? You're saying Hogan. 
John. Falsely passed away. Uh, falsely reported to have passed away in October of 06. And John's also saying, Hogan, the correct answer was Mike Corporal Kirchner. Hmm. Okay. Next question. What was Tori Wilson's on-screen name when she first appeared on WCW TV in 1999? Tori Wilson. John. John also says, Tori, the correct answer, Samantha. Huh, I didn't do that. 1999 first it first appeared on WCW TV. Unless of course that was the thing in which Ric Flair was doing the president's angle or something. And I know she always was on the arm of uh, David Flair during that time too. So. Um, next question: Who did Eddie Guerrero defeat to capture his first ECW TV title? Malenko. You're saying Malenko, John. John also says Malenko, the correct answer, Two Cold Scorpio. That's right. I should know that I have the DVD. Damn it. Next question. What wrestler is credited with training JBL, Jerry Lynn, and Vader? I want to say Eddie Sharkey. You're saying Eddie Sharkey. John. John also says Eddie Sharkey, it was Brad Regans. The All-American from Minnesota. Question number nine. On the final episode of Tuesday Night Titans in 1988, Hulk Hogan introduced Vince McMahon and Alfred Hayes to a new health product known as what? Uh, Hulk's uh, some shake. It was a shake. I remember this guy. I just watched it recently. I want to say... Uh... Hulk's protein shake. Hulk's protein shake. Okay, John. John also says the same thing. The correct answer: Python powder. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay. Next question. Who was Hulk Hogan's opponent on the first ever episode of WCW Monday Nitro on September 4th, 1995? Big Baba. Big Baba, okay. John. That was his classic name, though, for his stuff there. Uh, Python Powder. Yeah. I wonder how long it lasted. <laughs> Not very long. Uh, well, it goes... Uh, uh, and John says Big Bubba, and both of y'all are correct. It wasn't that Big Bubba. We can go around one more time here, guys. Uh, there's plenty of We won't do them all tonight, but there's plenty. Of, we'll do this set, then we'll call it a night. Excuse me. All right, this question. Who was the original ring girl when NWA TNA debuted from Nashville in 2002? So, Cal Val. 
the original ring girl, okay? You say it's SoCal Val, okay? And John says he'll be back. So I'll, I'll go ahead and get you, we'll just go along with you, J.D., for right now. The correct answer was the goddess Athena. Hmm. Okay. Next question. Who did Mike Austin defeat for his first ever ECW World Heavyweight title in 1999? Who did Mike Austin win, you said again? Who did he defeat for his first ECW World title in 1999? Yes. Okay. Also, well, it was a three-way match. I also, we'll you know what it is. I don't need ECW. I don't need to tell you anything. You know about it. I try. I know you do. I know you do. Next question. Who was the manager of Mortis and Wrath for WCW Mr. in 19... 19- Mr. James Mitchell. Okay. And... And, uh... John, uh... The first question there, the answer was the goddess Athena, and you were right on that second one there, so... And if you, you haven't, and John says James Mitchell, I think he was also known as this too. I'll, I'll take it. But in, in WCW, he was known as James Vandenberg. Yeah, he was. But that's the same guy, so I will, that's okay. Okay. All right, next question. Which tag team partner did Jim Brunzel never win a tag team championship with? Was it Brian Blair, Mike George, Rufus R. Jones, or Greg Gagne? Uh, JD. I'm going to say Rufus R. Jones. Okay, John. And John says the same as UJD, and that's correct. It was Rufus R. Jones. All right. From what movie did Hacksaw Jim Duggan get the idea to bring a two-by-four to the ring with him? Walking Tall. John. John also says Walking Tall, and both of y'all are correct. All right. What city was legendary WWF manager Bobby the Brain Heenan built from? Indianapolis. Okay, you're saying Indy, okay. John. John also says Indy. It was Beverly Hills, California. He from Beverly Hills, but he lived in Indy. That's right. But, yeah, he was built from Beverly Hills. Okay. All right, next question. Former OVW champion Matt Capitelli used the aftertaste as his finisher. What was the aftertaste? Uh, cross-arm DDT. Okay, you say a cross-arm DDT, John. John says the same. The correct answer, a super kick. Number eight, what two wrestlers purchased the Amarillo office from the Funk Brothers in 1978? Jack and Jerry Briscoe. 
Hussein the Briscoes. Let's check and see what John says here. Let me uh, take care of one way here, one quick thing. Okay. Excellent. Video is still going strong. Very good. Uh, come on, John says the Briscoes. The correct answer was Dick Murdoch and Blackjack Mulligan. Number nine, what which color commentator was fired by WWF, allowing Jesse the Body Ventura to begin his job as an announcer? Jack Reynolds. You're saying Jack Reynolds, okay? And John. John also says the same thing. The correct answer was Angelo Mosca Sr. Okay. And this last, and we may do two or three more after this, but what soon to be retired hardcore independent wrestler wrestled as Johnny Lawler and Zach Blades early in his career? Pass. You're on pass. And John. And John's going to pass gas. I mean, just pass. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just picking. Now, the answer was Ian, Ian Rotten, actually. And we'll do three more here from one more set, then we'll call it a night. What wrestler has won the TNA X Division title under two different names or gim- and gimmicks? I'm going to say uh, it was Sonny Siaki. Okay, and John? John also says the same thing. Did the correct answer Oki or Sinchi? Okay. All right. Oh, boy. Okay. I hope you know a little bit something about this. I won't give it a whirl here. Name all four wrestlers that Sarah Del Rey defeated to be crowned the first champion. Pass. John? You don't know anything about Shimmer, apparently. John's going to pass on that, too. The correct answers was Cindy Rogers, Alicia, Sarah Stock, and Lacey. Okay? Uh, <laughs> I like... Now, this is one I... This, this, is some, this is some choices right here. Which of the following four choices is not a former alias of Rikishi? Was it A. Fatu, B. J. R. Smooth, C. The Sultan, or D. Fatty Boom Batty? D. You're saying D. And John? John also said D, and that's correct. He has never used the term Fatty Boom Batty. Okay. I have the following four here. Who who the following has held a tag team title with Sean Waltman? 
Was it Jerry Lynn, Razor Ramon, Mark Eddie, or Bob Holly? Uh, Never held a belt with Sean Waltman. I'm going to say Jerry Lynn. Was it Jerry Lynn and John? John also says Jerry Lynn. Correct answer, Razor Ramon. And one more here, then we'll call it out tonight. Then, J.D., I think you might have something you want to mention to everybody, but I'll let you go. We haven't – well, we'll probably get it on tomorrow. Okay, okay. Well, we'll wait. We'll hold off on that announcement here then. We'll do two or three more here before we close out tonight, then we'll go a little bit further then. Okay. Next question. Who was the special guest referee for the Thunderdome cage match? At WCW, how happy are you saying Bruno? Whoa, man. Boy, you didn't take that long, did you? Uh, <laughs> John? John also says Bruno, and that is correct. It was Bruno. Next question at the 1994 Royal Rumble. Which wrestler had the most eliminations before getting eliminated himself? What's that? At the 1994 Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. which wrestler had the most eliminations before getting eliminated himself? I am going to say it was going to be Bret Hart. You're saying Bret Hart. And John? John says Diesel, and John is right. It was Diesel. All right, next question. I didn't, at Survivor Series in 1987, which I believe this was the first one, who was the last person pinned by Andre the Giant in the main event? I'm going to say Big John Studd. You're going to say Big John Studd. Okay, John. John also says Big John Studd. The answer is Bam Bam Bigelow. Next question. What two jobbers did the Killer Bees defeat in their debut as a team in the WWF? Steve Lombardi and Charlie Fulton. Okay. And John? John is going with what you said, J.D. J.D., you are half right. Uh, Steve Lombardi was one of them, but the other one was Dave Barbie. Next question. What city was the legendary Nature Boy Ric Flair born in? Minneapolis. What was the answer to that one tag team question? Steve Lombardi and Dave Barbie. That was close. You had it it partially right. Now, I'll ask this one again one more time. Oh, you're, you already answered. You said Minneapolis. Okay, you already answered. Uh, John?
and John saying the same thing. Believe it or not, he was born actually born in Memphis, Tennessee. But right here, we'll debate this one, the last one. We'll save the rest for last for my try to do these again tomorrow. Who did Vern Gagne wrestle in his first professional match against? I'm gonna say Billy Robinson. Billy Robertson and John. John says the same thing. The correct answer was Abe King Kong Cashy. Okay. All right there, guys. Uh, we'll go ahead and save the rest here because there's a bunch more here. Uh, uh, and y'all, uh, um, a lot of these y'all might, uh, y'all, I think a lot of these y'all, y'all know big time here. So I said, it's all about different stuff here. And like I said, if we have, like I said, uh, some, like Gerard or Michelle pop on, we'll go back to a lot of these other questions and see if they might know something right here. See, I'm, which I'm sure they will, but uh, we'll kind of test their uh, kind of test their uh, thing there. So, great answers all around here, guys. Uh, thank you very much here for uh, for uh, popping on for uh, taking part here tonight. And of course, let's run this let's run this down one more time here. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four call ID is one three eight oh five five pound. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are <clears throat> this is episode two ninety five of Revolution. Um, of course, uh, in addition to being on talkshoot.com, we are streaming live from of course uh, during our radio network group tour. As we are now in as tonight we are, we are broadcasting from Ambrose Rollins Rain Shield News. Uh, so definitely, uh, if you want to watch it, watch us here um, as we get ready to close shop for the night. Uh, of course, it is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Shield Cena News. Uh, and of course, like I said, you can watch the video, of course, after the show is over with live, and uh, you can get your thoughts and opinions on everything, give your thoughts and opinions about the show in general as well. On that note here, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for joining us here tonight for episode, speaking of which, Thank you for joining us here tonight. I do want to thank the Iceman, J.D. Jeremy Geralimo, and the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, for, of course, bringing us the rest of the news and views and the history and birthdays for tonight, plus their overall thoughts and opinions on last night's SmackDown Live broadcast, and also taking part in some big-time here wrestling trivia, which I think, uh, like I said, kind of, blown, kind of even blown me away here on a lot of them. Uh, some I wouldn't have even guessed uh, myself, but we have some of the most smart, we have we have some of the most talented and smartest folks right here in the WWS radio network right here each and every night. So like I said, I have I've never had any doubt in my mind about any of these folks. Uh, on that note here, there folks, we thank you for joining us here tonight. Be sure to join us here tomorrow, of course, as we hope to have a double dose part two. Hopefully, we'll have an episode of Top Heel with the King NWO and the Iceman. And also, which of course call ID is one four zero five six two pound, which will be at from seven to eight p.m. tomorrow evening. And then of course uh, the second installment NWO Wolfpack, uh, I believe it's episode number I think it's eighty six if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we'll be streaming with live as part of our radio network group tour, uh, live from 
from EXUS Are You Ready? Uh, so we can't wait to see how that turns out tomorrow. And then, of course, Friday, of course, will be once again another episode of Revolution where, we're, where we will bring the group tour in <clears throat> to the Hardy Boys uh, Facebook group. Hardy Boys fans, excuse me, Facebook group. Uh, and, of course, we'll be, we'll be a little bit extreme on that, and that would be facebook.com forward slash group forward slash Hardy Boys, B-O-Y-Z, forever. So on that note there, guys, uh, we thank you for joining us here this evening. Join us here the rest of the week here and listen to all of our past episodes. Of course, you can catch them on TalkShoot.com and also, of course, on WWS Radio Archives, which, of course, we're still trying to get a lot of the live past episodes here on, on that for each of, our, each of the shows that we have done here recently. So we'll hope to have that up to date here hopefully soon by Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. For everyone in the panel, what you tough to handle, this is Mr. WWS Chad Hinchall saying thank you so much for joining us and Revolution is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com. We're over one year older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. J.D. and John, thank you very much, uh, and uh, have a great evening, and we'll talk at you here tomorrow with uh, Top Heel Inc. and also Wolfpack. Take care. See you in the ring. As always, here in the WWS radio network, God bless. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.